In this show, we'll be answering a question by Klaus. Klaus asks, Let's say I've asked someone out in Tehran. Where do I go for the first date to maybe get a good drink? For this show, we'll be joined by the proprietor of one of Iran's long-standing cultural hotspots, deep in the heart of Tehran's flourishing downtown district. Café Haftadouhasht's owner, Merva, sat with us to discuss how Iran's café culture has come to dominate the social spheres and how it has evolved throughout the 18 years of her business. We chat about the challenges of running cafes in Iran and learn about why Iranian cafes often get temporarily shut down. We also learn about how her cafe has been the starting point for many relationships and why such places are common to go to for a first date. So to help us answer this question, we have Merva here with us today. Merva is the uh, owner, proprietor of Café Haftadul Hasht, 78, as that translates as. Hello, Merva. Welcome to the show. Hi, and thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure, absolute honor to have her on the show. Uh, we go way back, as I say, we'll get to that in a moment. I'd like to begin the show with a question that I have, actually. Mohammed, what do you think? Tea or coffee? Iranians, are they more uh, tea drinkers or coffee drinkers? Definitely tea, right? I agree. I agree. Is that a tea drinker by a massive sure. margin? Is that the case? Uh, yes, I still think that uh, not only just tea, but especially for the ones who come to the cafes. Uh, when we started 18 years ago, we came up with this notion, uh, which is called uh, damnush, uh-huh. which is herbal teas. Because when I opened the cafe, there were no such a thing as uh-huh. herbal teas. I mean, they existed, but they were at your grandmother's house and your aunt's house, but nothing that you would go and have in your house or you go outside and have it. So we came up with this term called damnush, and now this term is everywhere. So everybody drinks either damnush or they will have tea. And it's uh, just me having coffee in the in the cafes. No, 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 no. It's not just you. There are lots of other people. I think there's a whole new generation who, who feels like coffee is something for them to explore. There has been a lot of places where they have uh, started, you know, roasting the coffees as well, in which was not the case before. Mm-hmm. And so there's this small group of people, you know, developing and they're doing classes, they're doing tasting, they're doing all that stuff. So I think majority of the people, when they go outside, it's chai or damnush is what. What about have. what about tea with milk in? Is that uh, ordered at all? Is that just me well, requesting that? <laughs> yes, My English probably. sensibilities. No, yeah. no, no. Actually, there are some because I put that on the menu, I think, I don't know, some 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I actually have it as English tea. Uh-huh. So some people like that, you know, this that thing just about me. You're England. one and only customer is just me. No, you're not the one and only. There's some people who like <laughs> There's two more. Okay, Mehra, I have another question here. What do you think is unique about Iranian cafe culture? Hmm. That's a good question. I think it, it's like a going out event. Mm-hmm. It's something that you, uh, I think that's the difference. If people want to do something, they'll go to a cafe. I think in the Western world, particularly as far as I know, going to a cafe is part of your daily life. If you want to have fun, okay, let's go to a cafe is not the thing. I think probably like, I mean, if you're in the UK, probably you'll go and hang out in some pub. Or if you're in America, you go to a bar or whatever. But in Iran, you go to a cafe. It's an event. It's something that you do. Mm-hmm. But 
say in the Western world, from what I understand, every day you, you're going to work, you're going to stop by some brand name coffee, whatever, and you definitely go in there, get your coffee, get your whatever Danish that you want, mm-hmm. and go to work. So it's a part of your life. In Iran, maybe there are some people who would like to do that, but it's a place that you go hang out. You still go with your friends. Uh, there are some people who still come to the cafes alone, but it's much more of a, you know, a couples or friends. It's something that you do. It's not just yeah. a part of your routine. So it's very much a kind of a, a social thing. I guess uh, yeah. I'm thinking now, may, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think one, it's a, a lack of alternatives for socializing. And also for younger people, probably the fact that they're, they're probably living with their parents and they want to sure. uh, get out and meet people it, it's very much the place to go and socialize or, or uh, meet people certainly outside of uh, you know being seen by your parents is that the case would you say i agree definitely i think that's the case very much so for a lot of people i think a lot of young people as you said there's you know they don't have the privacy mm. of having their own apartments or being you know having roommates i mean whatever which is not the case i think only in the provinces when people go to school the universities where they actually have their own flats they have roommates it's a different sort of a thing but especially if you're in Tehran 99% I think they live with their parents Hmm. so what a best place to see their friends is beside the university or whatever uh, you know schools that's where you're gonna you know meet up I think restaurants don't have that I mean you would go to eat but if you want to socialize you definitely go to a cafe and that has been established after so many years. Yeah, we, that was not the case. And mm. when we began began in uh, two thousand three, that was not the norm. It was the exception. Yeah. Now it started to become norm for the younger people. Oh, you're taking Definitely. me back now, which which leads, <laughs> leads me into my uh, my my th- first interactions with Mehra because uh, was it over sixteen years ago? Now I think it was back in the day. Uh, there were, well, as you mentioned earlier, there were few cafes uh, around town, and one of the cafes that we would go to would be Haftar to Hash Seventy Eight. It was one of the places uh, to go. Uh, I remember also Gandhi Cafe on uh, Gandhi Street in Tehran, slightly more uh, north. But these would be the places that we would go and hang out, and, and it very much sort of ignited what became quite a vibrant. Uh, cafe scene, I would say at the time, and I think you were there at the beginning of that. Uh, you rode that wave. Um, yeah, it was very much the the place to go. Can you can you talk about those early days? Yes, good memories of all old days. In two thousand three is when when I opened the cafe. I was employed at that point, and every day I would want to go out somewhere just to have coffee, something. And there were maybe one or two places that I could go, maybe even one place that I could go and have some decent coffee. Everywhere else you would go just because it was the only other place you could get out. There were no other places you could go. So that was the thing. And it's like I and they were usually in small shops. They were inside passages. For me it was like I really want to go to a cafe. What they were called at that point was coffee shop. Hmm. And uh, really, I wanted to have a decent cappuccino if I wanted to, a good espresso. <laughs> and honestly, I think there was only one place that opened. And they actually were carrying a brand name coffee. They were trying to copy. I'm not going to name names. But uh, I didn't want to have that brand name because I'm very anti-chains. I've always been. I don't mm. like chains. 
So, and that's probably one of the reasons after that is where it is and not everywhere else and probably not as hip and happening as it used to be at the beginning mm -hmm. because it, it was truly the one of the first places where you could have an open space and and feel you know a good quality of coffee which mm -hmm. was my main thing it's like you know tea okay everybody does better tea you know black tea but i wanted decent coffee and so my sense was like i really wanted to have a space that was a bigger space that was on the side of the street where people actually can see inside which was the biggest thing i mean when i saw this location that I am, you know, we've been there for past 18 years. Uh, I have nine meters of glass surrounding this cafe. I remember at the beginning, people, when they would come in, they would not even sit by the window because the window is a little further up from the, from the street. And they were so concerned, even, even about their legs being seen by the eye level of people who were walking. Mm. So, and they were asking me, oh, could you have like a curtain or something? And I was like, no, no, I don't want to have any curtain. I want, I want clarity. I want to be open. I don't want to have anything covered, you know. And so we actually ended up having lots of plants by the window just mm. to make people feel comfortable sitting. Hmm. It's like if you can't have it, you make it. What can you do? So yeah, and you were quite successful because back in the day, I had my first black coffee in your cafe. There you go. See. And uh, before that, I would order coffee in coffee shops. We would get like instant coffee, and it was some. It was cold, tasting awful. The first decent coffee I had was in your ca cafe, and I think my first couple of dates were also in your cafe. There we go. Oh, yeah. and, and <laughs> memory that, that was the for case. For, <laughs> that was the case for me as well. Actually, we had a question about that, Mama. We wanted to ask, like you know, I mean, you can um, you can spot the couples the first time they've met. I, I'm sure a lot of your customers are people meeting for the first time. One of the questions we wanted to ask was, you know, how many people have gotten married after first meeting in your <laughs> cafe? Do you do you have a number? Has anyone ever mentioned that? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, really? Is yes, that yes, lots of people actually. Oh, wow. Um, some of them even have children and they would come back to the cafe okay there's saying, something wrong with us david then <laughs> yes yes what is it wrong with you guys i don't know no but um yes they actually we uh, just celebrated the 18th birthday you know cafe entering and becoming legal 18 years and i had asked a lot of uh, friends to send me um, you know, if they have any kind of memory about the cafe, if they wanted to say something, because this year, because of the COVID, we really couldn't have a celebration. Mm -hmm. So uh, I knew people wouldn't come out and I didn't want them to come out anyhow. I mean, mm -hmm. to have, you know, 100 people in one little space is not yeah. that good. So what we did was we asked and actually uh, a couple of people, they sent me a little, you know, the photographs and memories of that's where we first met. That's where I proposed. I mean, oh. I've had all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. Oh, amazing. Which leads me on to my next question, actually, because uh, I'm also curious as to whether you have any famous regulars. Ooh, or yes. just famous people. I mean, I'm yes. sure you've had many famous people. Yes. Anyone yes. you can name? Anyone I can name? Well, actually, uh, first when we started, as we were the one and only cafe in the region of the, you know, uh, theater culture, uh, what we had was a lot of people who were involved with, with theater. They all came. People in music business as well, like Ray uh, Lutfi, he used to be one of our customers. He's a uh, musician, right? Musician, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Oh. He's a very away, traditional, yeah. renowned yes, musician. Yes, traditional musician. Yeah. He used to come and he used to bring some of his uh, you know, students as well. Uh, 
uh, at that point, Peon de Godi was one of the better actors who was acting at that point. Then we had Araya uh, Samandarian. I do remember Paul Marusa as well right. there and uh, Atila Pesciani. Uh, yes, we thank always you. Uh, like used to uh, yes. Help sit me with one the names. table. I'm terrible right. with this. So, yes, uh, the whole, uh, yes, then Farada um, Ayush, as far as this, the people who were in the cinema business, Bahrid uh, Ahnama, just lots of people, you know, a mm. lot of people who. I think the the thing about the cafe was that it, when it started, since I'm a photographer myself and I have a lot of artist friends, a lot of artists came and they hung out mm -hmm. in the place. And that's, it was sort of like their sanctuary mm -hmm. in a way and in a place where they could actually be. Uh, after that, a lot of other places, of course, slowly opened and, you know, people decided to go with different places. A lot of the theaters themselves started having little cafes. Yeah. So then, you know, people would hang out there. But but no, we had a lot of people mm -hmm. come and they still, some of them, they still hang out and come. And certainly that, that area, actually, which is something I was hoping we would discuss because uh, before we started recording today, we were discussing... Uh, how much renovation has happened around the area that uh, your cafe, uh, when we went there uh, last week, actually Mohammed and I went there to uh, have a coffee. Uh, I had a coffee. Did you? No, we had tea. No, we no, tea? we had uh, we had that kind of like cold uh, drinks. It was too damn hot. Well, yeah. It was Belfast, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. It's, it's, it's my own recipe. I, I Amazing. That. Care to explain? Yeah. Briefly? Well, <laughs> all the drinks that we've had in the cafe, I've always wanted to name something. I mean, just to have like cucumber and whatever, it doesn't, you know, it's not. I mean, when they write esmoutie esteroberi, which I <laughs> hate, I, with a passion, try to create something that helps the language, not screw up the language. So for a lot of drinks, I decided that I wanted to name things, things that were going with different places. Okay, for me, Ireland, I've always loved, Belfast, I've always loved. And the green is, for me, Irish. Yeah. So I decided that that's what I'm going to call it. And, and I wanted to have a combination of something that was a cold drink with some of the Iranian extracts and uh, with, um, you know, some of the, uh, you know, like herbs and things in there. That's why I created that one. We have something with, uh, which we call uh, uh, Florence. Mm -hmm. which is a drink with watermelon. But I remember, you know, many years ago when I went to Florence, they took me out to, to bomb of, we have a bomb of Tehran, they took it to bomb of Florence, the roof which is basically the roof of a roof of the city. Italians actually had watermelon slices mm -hmm. that were sold on the streets, which was for me, it was like, oh, that's such a great idea. We don't have that in Iran. That's one of the only other things we don't have in Iran, actually, on the street. <laughs> we sell a lot of things, but not that. So that's where this drink thing comes from. David and I both testified that it, it was an amazing drink. So Good. if you happen to be around downtown, you might want to try that in Cuff After the Hashed. So going back from the long tangent, David, you were saying, uh, yeah, you were about talking the about like regeneration. the gentrification uh, of the yeah, downtown big again. Th certainly there's been a lot of cafes that have been introduced in that area. So cafe type, uh, I know it's not too far from you. Uh, cafe Nazdik, which uh, is still quite popular. And like, now we're going to add links. So if anyone's coming to uh, Tehran and wants to visit all these uh, cool downtown cafes, just go to our website, www.askaniranian.com. Find this 
post and we will have the links to those places and of course we will have the link to cafe have to the hash 78 there and you can go find out more about that there you're of course on instagram and where can they find you there the instagram cafe dot 78 is where we are excellent so and go there yeah and then we have a site and we have all this stuff Excellent. So uh, can you talk about the uh, the sort of changes uh, in that area that you're situated? Sure. When I was looking to find a place to open the cafe 18 years ago, 2002, we started searching. And in 2003, we were able to find something that we could actually afford at that point. I wanted to have a big space, as I said. And for me, growing up in Tehran, the center of the action was that whole area. You know, one of your best gourmet grocery shops was Bazaar Behjat Abad. On that street, there were three different restaurants. Nayeb, down a little further down from us, then there was this other one on the street, I forget. Uh, there is Leon, uh, and, the and restaurant, Leon, and there is Leon, a little bit up ahead. I, and, don't, yes. uh, I don't remember the name. Today seems like I'm forgetting all my names anyhow. So it's a bad name day. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, going back, uh, that was the place for me. And also I lived downtown, and uh, I just liked the charm of the downtown. Hmm. And it makes sense because the universities all are around there. The art university, the you know the Donetsk El Musanat, just lots of places. It only made sense that there are a lot yeah. of other places. So mm, uh, sorry to correct you. That's Amir Kabir, the former Polytechnic yeah, of Tehran. Sorry. And okay. um, <laughs> the, the name of the restaurant was it like Restaurant Soren? Soren. Soren. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, that's, nice. that's what it was. Soren. So, what do you think the future of that area? It's going to continue in that way more development, very gentrified, your rent prices are going to go crazy. Yes, they've already have. I think in the area of Sanai Street, which is you know, a little further up from where we are, it's an Armenian neighborhood. Yeah. You were able to, you know, afford to get something. No, not anymore. It's a very yeah. expensive area. And I wanted to uh, ask something. that I remember something that we would always do. We would always check, is the cafe open today? Because very frequently, as I'm sure you're familiar with, Merva, cafes would be shut down. And uh, for whatever reason. Um, so the question I had was, how many times has, has your cafe been shut down? Oh, that's a very good question. I don't even remember anymore it's been that many <laughs> yeah yeah honestly i i cannot i mean yes there's been many many times and we're probably tiptoeing around the uh, point here because when we mean shut down it means by the uh, ministry of culture has had an issue for whatever reason and they have asked for the premises to be locked for the uh, so the public can't go in uh, that will fall under um municipality mm-hmm. to deal with cafes not ministry of culture sorry to correct you but um, generally, the city authorities go after discrepancies in so public why places. Would, I, why I'm why sorry. would they? Why would you be shut down? There is an office called Amoken. Mm-hmm. That is an office that oversees the function of public spaces, mm-hmm. and I think they exist in all over the world. I mean, if you're conducting a business, these are the offices that oversee the conducting of any businesses. Enforcing your regulations. Yeah, absolutely. They want to make sure that you have licenses, first of all, to actually operate. In Iran, those guys not only make sure that you have all those things, but they, they enforce some other moral codes as well. Things that are uh, parts of the law in Iran, as far as the covering of a hijab, which is usually one of the items. Basically, also in a lot of places, when you're really popular, things are happening, they definitely come to make sure that things are under control. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was when at the beginning, the place was crowded all the time. And they just wanted to make sure what was happening, you know, so sort of controlling and making sure yeah. that, you know, we have our licenses and what have you, and that actually people are behaving yeah. themselves. Uh, there are a lot of laws in Iran. The job of these guys is to actually make sure that they can enforce them. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, a lot of people are breaking the laws mm-hmm. and nothing happens. Actually, I, I'd say compared to the rest of the world, Iran is actually very lenient compared to that. Mm-hmm. It's just that there are certain things that are very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the, the hijab, the Islamic values is really important. That's where they are concentrated. Mm-hmm. To be fair to the whole situation, like at the beginning, I didn't even know that you could not smoke. Mm-hmm. Because there is a law and it's been enforcing from uh, after the say Iruni is like 94. Yeah. From 1994, actually, there is a law that says that, you know, smoking in covered public spaces is illegal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so nobody knows about this. And th- it's not necessarily the case that somebody comes and hands you a new pamphlet that informs you about the new regulations. You got to go find out for yourself. Sure. And uh, probably you get a gentle warning from the authorities on the first occasion. And uh, yes, but sometimes it was not gentle. But yeah, I mean, gentle like, in like, like <laughs> I, I remember, I think we opened in 2003. I think we were closed in 2004 for smoking. Okay. And it's, you know, and since then it was like, Actually, for the birthday, somebody sent me photographs of tables of half the hash with cigarettes and people smoking and all that. And I mean, I have photos as well of that time where people used to smoke. And then when they came, and I think into, after 2005, you could not smoke in the cafe. And today, every day, somebody comes and says, can we smoke inside the cafe? The problem is a lot of cafes allow people to smoke inside the cafes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that, but everybody's doing it. Yeah. So then you you know you're in a different situation. So I think closing of the cafes could have some good reasons mm-hmm. sometimes and legal reasons. Is it the case that it's a slap on the wrist and you go through a certain process of forms and then you open back up and how long would that process take? Uh, let's see. I think depends depends how much that slap uh, is going to be hard. I remember once they closed the cafe because of the smoking, because of the music. We were playing some music that was uh, had some words on it. Some woman was singing and it was not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then there was there were women working out on the floor. And that's a no-no. Mm-hmm. It's by law, it's a no-no. Oh, seriously? If, 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 is, that, uh, seriously is that still the case? Absolutely. And look what's happening. Wow, See, look, I'm you're surprised. surprised. I'm surprised because basically anywhere you go, ladies are uh, working a floor, they're serving you in a equally very nice pre- and pr- equally professional present, manner. If not more, more present than males. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Interesting. By law, they cannot. Oh, you wow. can work behind the counter. You can work in the kitchen, but you cannot work on the floor. Oh, interesting. It's part of the law. So because of those, they closed and they closed my cafe in midst of, I mean, at that point we were doing really great. Uh, six weeks so that's but that oh, that wow. broke that that basically broke me mm. i was depressed because mm. thinking you know you come for a place one two three four times and if it's closed then you leave yeah, exactly so 
uh, yes, they, they, you know, and what you do, it usually takes about four or five days. If you get your, you know, stuff straightened out, it doesn't take that long. It mm-hmm. takes that many. But as I said, in my case, the guy just lost my file. Mm-hmm. The file was lost. So six weeks it took before I was able to actually get all the documents again and get it open. But that's many years ago, mm-hmm. as I said. Now, uh, I think last time they closed us was about, I don't know, four years ago. Mm. Not, not since then. Well, hopefully that would be the last time. Uh, inshallah, because I'm uh, I'm one of the few places that obeys all Absolutely. the laws. I'm still surprised by that. Uh, like so many of the cafes that go to the smoking, it's uh, yes. strange. Actually, you know, economically, it's an unadvantageous competition. Because if I don't allow you to smoke, as I said, every day people come and ask, can we smoke in, you know, in the cafe? And we'll say no, and they'll go down the street, and there would be inevitably within that block yeah. somewhere where they can smoke. And that to me is really unfair, but what am I to say? A question that I had, I'm curious how you perceive changes in people throughout time. What, what's changed throughout your time of being a coffee shop owner? Mm, actually, a lot has changed. I think our society has changed in that respect. And of course, you know, we, we see the reflection uh, in, in the, the, the cafe culture. First of all, as, as you said, there are many, many more cafes. I think in the past five to six years, we have had cafes mushrooming everywhere. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it used to be that, you know, people used to come from Niavaran, from, you know, you name it, from all over the city, they would come to Hafta Dahash because Hafta Dahash was the one and only kind of type of a place that if you wanted to go, that was the one and only one at that point when we opened. Now it's not the case. I mean, you, you, come out of your house and inevitably within you know 10 minutes there must be a cafe there is everywhere in each neighborhood everywhere in the city so i think because of that that has changed so you have different clientele for us i think um i don't know after was it uh, 88 i think a lot of people left my regular customer base left so a uh, lot let's, of let's help our audience out here so 88 Mehra is talking about uh, 1388 in the Iranian calendar and which the, would be 2009 uh, and the big change then I, I guess you're referring to is the uh, re-election of uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad right and the right. following protests right I think a lot of as I said my regular customer base they left you know the ones who were coming there were a lot of intellectuals and a lot of people who 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 disagreed with whatever so they decided that they're going to leave then we used to have some students but then they left as well because now there were many more cafes surrounding their universities within 10 minutes mm-hmm. about 5 minutes what has happened is it used to be more intellectuals now it's more everybody Mm-hmm. You have a you know wider range of people who who go to cafes. The, mm-hmm. the cafes have become a part of Iranian city culture for socialization. Now I get a lot of employees of different companies. They come together 
to the cafes. Maybe people don't want to have people in their houses anymore. Maybe it's because the houses have become smaller in the city, so people don't have spaces. What has changed in the Iranian psyche, or what do you think has changed in aspirations for Iranians throughout your time of being on the other side of the table, having them as your customers? What are they looking for? What's important to them? What's frustrating for them? Has much changed, or is it pretty much the same? I think, unfortunately, I think a lot of younger generation, from what I hear, uh, I think it's become worse, the situation with the inflation and not having a hope of, you know, there used to be that you would think at some point that maybe if you could work hard, then at some point you're able to provide yourself with your own place of living. And that, I think, is completely gone with the situation now. You're reminding me of uh, back in the day. For a short period, I was staying at my grandmother's and she would always complain I'd have to be back at nine o'clock at night. Me, I was 30 years old at the time. Back at nine o'clock at night, of course. And she said, why do you keep going to cafes, you know, uh, spending all this money on on coffee? And, and like... It's it's not necessarily uh, cheap um, to get a to, to go to a coffee shop. Sure. And she would always say to me, you know, you know, save your money, you know, why do you... <laughs> She's twerk. Money, money's important. Was important to her. Uh, so you know, save your money. You know, you should be buying a house. I was thinking, how? I said to her, like, how many coffees do I not have to buy to be able to buy a house? But it, but the reason I mention this is because um, I myself have had this uh, this issue. I mean, renting is exceptionally expensive, and uh, probably more than a hundred percent of your wage would go on rent, uh, sure. and depending on which part of the city you you choose to live. But it's it's just not really even a dream, I think, to, for a young person. It's just not going to happen. In Iran, you can't get a mortgage. Uh, I mean, not in any sense of the Western understanding uh, of a mortgage. And therefore... Or to my knowledge, in any other sense, you can't get a mortgage. Well, and and therefore, therefore, you are going to need 100% of the money to buy a house upfront. And I mean, ask any Westerner, like, you know, you, you work you work all day long. How long will it take you to have 100% of the house up front to buy your house? It's not going to happen. They need a, uh, need a mortgage. But yeah, these are the pressures, uh, as you mentioned, uh, for younger people. So Mehrwa, thank you ever so much for joining us on this show. Uh, it was amazing. I learned a considerable amount more uh, than I expected to learn today. So uh, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. It was a and pleasure. Just once again, if anyone wishes to follow Cafe Half Dodo Hashed 78. They can go to Instagram and type in Cafe.78. So you can follow Cafe Half Dodo Hashed there. The Belfast drink is highly recommended. Go drink that. If you're in Tehran, you know where to go. Go down to Cafe Half Dodo Hashed. It's around the Half to Tier area downtown. Uh, you've got a lot of choices around there, but you definitely have to check out Half Dodo Hashed, a historic place for me. Uh, at least, and, and certainly for the Iranian coffee shop scene. Thank you once again. Thank you, guys. Good luck. Okay. It was fun. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Take care. Khodafiz. Khodafiz.